never wanted to be in a fancy metropolitan broadcast facility where the most thought-provoking thing within view is an occasional four-car pileup on the freeway below. We like being miles from nowhere, in the middle of a vineyard that cannot be seen from the little two-lane road on the other side of that rise. Our barn has awesome acoustics and was built with hand tools over a hundred years ago. Nonetheless, we've got some really state-of-the-art broadcast technology inside. And our wine cellar wants a root cellar that is absolutely packed with wine we've collected or been given by friends. Welcome. You have just set foot on Grape Encounters Radio property, where we don't believe in no trespassing signs. But let's make this our little secret. Oh, and that wine is protected by the sweetest-looking golden retriever who dated a Doberman for a while, so don't get any ideas. me some ice skin me a peach save the fuzz for my pillow and it is time for your weekly grape encounter and what a grape encounter we have this week next week and the week after we talked about it last week it's something that we've wanted to do with grape encounters for well forever i have wanted to take grape encounters on the road by rv and yes we're on the road all the time we we cover the world but I always thought that going to wine country and doing it by RV, to me, made so much sense. So we got in the car this morning. Of course, you know that we're based on the central coast of California. We drove up to San Leandro, which is in the Bay Area. And we went to a place called Road Bear, where we picked up the My Way Grape Encounters Wine Chaser. And we are doing wine country in California and in Oregon. We're going to take you to some very special places. But our first stop is at an amazing place called Thousand Trails. And it is in Cloverdale. And that is in Sonoma County, actually the northern part of Sonoma County. And with me today is Mitch Craighead. And he is the regional manager of Equity Lifestyle Properties, which operates the RV park that we're in now. It's our first stop and welcome Mitch. Hey, thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be here and an honor to be the first stop on the tour. So tell me, first of all, where we are. I mean, we're out in the boonies here, but we're literally smack dab in the middle of wine country. And by the way, one of the best wine countries of them all, and I'm talking about the Alexander Valley AVA is where we're sitting right now. Yeah, yeah. it, It couldn't be better. The location here is just such a great central hub for visitors of wine country, not only in Anderson Valley, but also north of here into the Mendocino County region, um, where where some of the best grapes in the world are also being grown. So the location couldn't be better. And uh, we just love inviting you in to to, to chat for a while. Well, you know, it's amazing. We got sort of off the 101 and then started to take the little windy road to get here in the RV. And by the way, I haven't driven an RV in a long time. So (laughs) well, you made it here. I apologize. saying a lot. I apologize to all the people whose mail boxes are no longer standing. That's, I really <laughs> apologize for that. But it was actually, you know, that uh, this is a, a, an important part of the story is 
that, you know, we picked up a pretty good size RV. I don't know how many feet it is, but it'll sleep six people. That's for sure. And very easy to drive. You know, the minute you get in it, you know, within a few minutes, I think you feel pretty comfortable. And there are a lot of places that you could rent RVs and they're very, very reasonable. And the reason that I like this idea about doing wine country by RV is because you can get to a wine country like Napa or Sonoma and pay what, Mitch, six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars a night for a room? Oh, easily. Easily, absolutely. Even even our cabins that we have here in our Thousand Trails network, they can be extremely pricey in comparison to staying in your own RV on your own RV site. You can rent an RV for, what, a couple of hundred bucks a night. I think even less than that in some cases. Uh, you're going to pay for gas, okay? But still, the expense is so much less but what's also really nice about it is is that you can come to a place like this and then what? You Uber around, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sonoma and Napa counties, Uber wine is available in those areas amongst other wine regions in the United States, but most predominantly here in Napa and Sonoma counties. So being able to bring an RV, have yourself a mobile hub. And uh, right. be able to branch out from there is just a great option for people. We certainly don't recommend doing a lot of wine tasting and driving an RV. Around. No, not at all. <laughs> no, you, you, you don't drink and get in the RV unless you're getting in the RV to take a nap. That's it. Right, right. So a place like this, and, and, and let's talk about this particular property, Thousand Trails, right? Yeah, Thousand Trails, Russian River. And it's right on the Russian River, right? So there's a beach down here and all Absolutely. kinds of stuff to do. Including tent camping sites right down on the river as well if, you, if you're not into the RV lifestyle. It's, uh, it's a really a magical location. And then you also have uh, – we're actually sitting in one of your cabins. And, and I have to say it reminds me of the small houses movement that's going on. It's small. Small, but it's absolutely gorgeous. And this sleeps how many people? Yeah, this uh, the cabin that we're in now will sleep six people, and it, it is just that. It's a it is a tiny home, and they work great for families um, who'd like to come and, and experience the RV lifestyle, but not stay in a, a, a typical RV. Believe it or not, this unit here is on wheels, and it is considered no. an RV. No, this is on wheels. That sure is, sir. Are you ki- are you kidding me? <laughs> This is like it. Well, this is an RV. It's an RV. And, Hard and, to get and you, to, to get it on the on the highway, but absolutely, that is amazing. It came in on the highway. Um, is that just right? Like in, this. in one piece. In one piece. Yeah. I yeah. can't. I can't even believe it. Now, I, I do want to say about this particular unit that we're in. When you think cabin, you think of sort of old and musty. This is just. It's so beautiful. It's immaculate. It looks brand spanking new. But I think you told me this is like four years old. Yeah. Yeah. This um this cabin is is I believe four years old. So they build them off-site, and then they haul them in. Sure do. I'll be darned. (laughs) So what percentage of people that come here to Thousand Trails are coming here because of the wine? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. You know, the location of Thousand Trails Russian River is so great because it's such a perfect central hub to go to different wine trails up in Mendocino and and Anderson Valley and east of here. And and it's also a great stopover from people coming down the coast from Oregon. This is the first of the Thousand Trails network of campgrounds in California. Just outside of uh, outside of Oregon. So we're actually headed up to Oregon. You're headed up to Oregon. So yeah. tomorrow is Eureka, and we're going to be going to a place that has one of the top ten wine lists in the world. And we're going to be uh, stopping off there. We're going to stay there. Actually, we're going to get out of the RV. And I'm going to I'm not going to tell you too much about that just yet. But that's going to be coming up in just a little bit. But in in the meantime, let's talk about how many of these kinds of parks that you have that. That cater to 
wine regions and people who are out tasting wine. Oh, sure. Happy to go down that road with you. You know, the Thousand Trails network of campgrounds is over 100 deep um, nationwide. 100 deep? Yeah, yeah. And we, we run through some serious wine country all across the nation. You know, when people talk about wine country, um, as we know, a lot of people focus in on the on the Napas and the Sonomas and, and um, certain other California regions. But there are some notable wine country regions that we have pr- our properties extremely close to. Um, in Florida, there are 20 wineries around um, some of our many properties that we have. In, a lot in of people Florida. don't realize that in Florida, there is wine country. Yeah. Uh, now, some of that wine country is fruit wine because they do a lot of that down there, which, by the way, don't knock it until you try it because <laughs> it's really pretty good. So tell me where else. Yeah. You know, there are six wine trails through Indiana. Um, we have a thousand trails called Horseshoe Lakes there. Great location um, in Kentucky. You think about the bourbon trail, but there's also a lot of great wine out of Kentucky. We have- I think if I'm going to Kentucky, I might take a break from wine. Yeah, you might. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited. I'm planning my 40th birthday trip this year, and we are going back to Kentucky, and and we will be doing uh, Strictly Bourbon Trail. Oh, awesome, (laughs) awesome. We have a thousand trails called Diamond Caverns there. We also have properties in New York, in Virginia, in Texas, the Texas Hill Country Wineries. that we We have a thousand trails called Medina Lake there, which is very close in proximity to that wine trail. So a lot of great options for people who like a cost-effective way to see as much of the country as possible. And if you're passionate about wine, passionate about beer, passionate about food, we have uh, locations that suit every need. How did you get into this? Yeah, great question. This is managing property, really is what it is. And, and, and I've been in property management for the last 15 years. I started in apartments, aka multifamily, and managed up to 2,000 apartments at a time for about 10 years. Enjoyed that so much that I wanted to branch out and mix in a little bit of hospitality. This is the perfect mix of the hospitality industry and the and the property management. With a little industry. Boy Scout thrown in. Absolutely. I've got a bit of an outdoorsman feel for me. I know. We, we pulled up and you have your truck here and you got your mountain bike there. <laughs> so will you mountain bike today before you leave? I am going to mountain bike in the area, yes. In the area. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about the company for a second because you have an interesting business model. People can buy memberships to this, right? And you have different levels so that if somebody's really a wine aficionado and they want to go to you know these different wine countries, they can just buy a membership and roam to their heart's content. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of the Thousand Trails properties offer sites that are reserved for members and sites that are reserved for retail. So if you're a listener, you have the opportunity to visit any Thousand Trails property and camp just as one of the members would, as long as you'd like, essentially. As an alternative, if you'd like to travel a lot more and camp more, buying a membership and buying different zones of the country to be able to travel within and camp as much as you'd like is a great option for somebody who would like to nonstop camp. I'm talking to Mitch Craighead, regional manager of Thousand Trails, which is a equity lifestyle properties company. And we'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Like certain wines, he's syrupy, sweet, and has long legs. Here's David Wilson. And we're back with Grape Encounters Radio. And with me today is Mitch Craighead, and he is the regional manager of Equity Lifestyle Properties, which operates the RV park that we're in now. Mitch, you talk to a lot of the people that come to the property, obviously. 
how common is it for people to do exactly what we're doing, which is to get themselves close to a wine region and then pick up an RV? Because there's lots of RV rental places. And, and you know, uh, as I mentioned before, we're in the My Way RV, sure. the My Way Grape Encounters Wine Chaser RV. That's what we call it. Uh-huh. And they've got lots of places you can rent all over the country, with my, actually all over the world with My Way. But is it common for people to just go rent an RV and then do exactly what we're doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether it's a family or an individual or a couple, people's passions, they go to places where they link those passions to where they'd like to vacation. And it's very common, especially here in Sonoma County, to have families and couples and um, and retirees come here for exactly that reason. We have a wine theme around here you'll probably pick up on as you, as you explore the campground over the next couple of days. And that's no mistake, obviously. You know, we are inclusive of the setting that the rest of the region um, has produced and, and passionate about what our customers are passionate about as well. So if somebody wants to know more about the Thousand Trails Campground and RV Park, Uh, website. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the website's going to be your best tool for both learning more about memberships and locations, but there's an interactive map there that can help you chart your course if you do want to set course for any of the wine countries that either I had listed or something that's been on your bucket list. And, you know, you could just look at Thousand Trails and then you can, you know, see where they have locations that are in wine countries. But you have several. I mean, there's many, actually, you know, from looking at the map that I saw. And and, and not to take any... not to take anything away from Thousand Trails, but we're going to be staying with some other folks as well because we're going to be going to a number of places that are part of the Harvest Host program where we're actually going to be staying at Vineyards, which is going to be way cool. That's just awesome. You don't I, mind I if we concept. go see the, see the competition, right? Oh, no, absolutely. As, as long as you provide me the feedback and we get to talk about it afterwards. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do, by the way, uh, when I'm done is I'm going to calculate exactly how much a trip like this costs. And then I'm going to compare it to what it would cost if you did something of the same quality, went to the same places, but you did it the other way. And and by the way, there's one really big reason why I think RVing and wine go together. And that is you can load the RV up with wine, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and if you're out traveling in a car and you've got your suitcases and your other stuff, you can get two or three cases of wine in the car and that's about it. I can get, I'm figuring about 50 cases in the RV and it's not even going to drag. <laughs> awesome. Just awesome. I look forward to um, following up with you after your trip, taking a look at your analysis on the on the cost and seeing how much wine you were able to pack into that, uh, what do we call it? The, uh, the It is the My Way Grape Encounters Wine Chaser. Wine Chaser. Awesome. I'm going to have them repaint it and it's going to have to say that on the side from here on out. Beautiful. <laughs> the classic vehicle. <laughs> anyway, we've got everything we could, we could ever want, but we're going to go into uh, Cloverdale now and tell me what we can expect in a little wine country town like that. You know, Cloverdale is such a cool little quaint town. Cloverdale runs just off of the Highway 101. Cloverdale used to be a town that the 101 stopped through. So it has that old big town feel, but it's very small town and quaint as it is today. You'll find a lot of nice wine bars and restaurants. You also find in the summertime, you'll find free live music, Friday Night Live, they call it. So the yeah. community gets together. It's a great place to enjoy wine and people and, and live music. And then not far from here, you know, um, south of here on the on 
the 128 South is is a very popular winemaking region, the Anderson Valley, and then and then west, of course, you have Boonville and Yorkville, which are cute, rustic, no frills small towns, which make some very small lot wines, which are becoming. You know what? I, I never really thought about it because Cloverdale is such a small, small town. But what I just realized as you speak about this is how much of a hub it really is. Because you're right, you got the Anderson Valley, which is one of the most idyllic, beautiful places you can possibly go, make great Pinots there especially, that's what they're known for. You got the Alexander Valley, where we're at right at the moment. Couldn't be better Cabernets than what comes out of the Alexander, well, uh, there are some who will debate that with me, but great Cabernets <laughs> that come out of the Alexander Valley. You've got Ukiah and the Redwood Valley. And Hopland. Uh, Hopland, yeah. But what I think is, is super interesting about hubbing here is that places like Cloverdale are not the same as like being in Healdsburg or St. Helena or Napa. It's more down home. And not to take anything away from those places, if you want the more chic kind of experience, you can go there. But if you want to just be a little more connected to nature, I think this is a really, really excellent spot to be. Absolutely. It's a nice blend of the wine country, the dynamic that the wine country brings with a little bit more down home and a little bit more organic country feel. Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, uh, one other thing I do want to mention is this, even though this is off season for wine, I mean, the season is over, harvest is in, everybody's kind of done. But if you want to see fall color, this is a great season to come here. And I'm talking about the vineyards. The vineyards are never more beautiful than they are right now. And we always see pictures of vineyards when they're bright green. But the gorgeous cacophony of color that you see in the vineyards is just unbelievable at this time of year. It's yeah. beautiful. And it might rain, and that's okay, too, because it keeps the crowds down. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I drove in as well today, and I saw multiple photographers actually photographing the vineyards and the rolling hills. It yeah. Was, it, and a lot of people really appreciate this time of year. Yeah, I imagine so. I imagine yeah. so. Anyway, Mitch, it, what a pleasure to have you. And I really appreciate you taking the time and, and hosting us uh, this evening. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. And uh, where do we get breakfast tomorrow? I know. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that you get some some great referrals. Will you bring some uh, pancakes to our RV? That's okay. Hey, no, I really, really, really appreciate it. For people who want more information about Thousand Trails, the website is website www.thousandtrails.com. That's not too hard to remember. Thousandtrails.com. Okay. We are going to uh, uh, spend the night here and we're going to take a break. And uh, of course, this is a pre recorded show this week because. We got to collapse a lot of travel into a very small space. And thanks to my guest, Mitch Craighead from Thousand Trails. And we'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. It seems like a day doesn't go by that someone doesn't tell me how lucky I am to be able to taste the multitude of wines that I get to try as part of my job. And while that certainly is true, what is also true is that a great number of wines that I do taste just don't cut it. That's why it gives me so much pleasure to tell you about the wines from Peak Ranch, made in the San Ynez Valley on the central coast of California. As exciting as these wines are, I'm especially proud of the fact that they're produced by my oldest friend of all time, John Wagner, along with his charming wife, Jill. John was always the smartest kid in school, I was always just a tad bit jealous of his determination to be the best. So when I found out that he was the producer of these utterly fantastic wines, I wasn't the least bit surprised. 
From their remarkably elegant Pinots to their perfectly balanced Chardonnay and luscious Syrahs, it's no surprise that the wines produced at Peak Ranch are simply as good as it gets, and they have the scores to prove it. Log on to peakranch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E ranch.com. You can buy their wines online, which means it'll be the best time you ever spend on the Internet. Go to peakranch.com. Welcome back to Grape Encounters, where we like to think of every wine country as home. However, our studios are located in the very friendly town of Atascadero, California, where fine wine can be found in every direction, which means you never really need directions to get anywhere you really want to go. with Grape Encounters Radio, and now I finally get to spend some time in person with somebody that I've been working with for a number of years now who I have never met face-to-face, and it's Biggie Vaughn. She is the public relations manager for Sonoma County Tourism, and I've got you in the RV. (laughs) Thanks and welcome. Thank you so much, David. I'm so excited to meet you in person today. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, so I'm so excited that you finally... Um, that you and I actually found the time to meet. You know, I told you we just had breakfast, and I told you at breakfast that I don't play favorites, but I think probably of all the wine countries that I go to other than my own, I I take a a personal ownership of the Central Coast, but I tend to come to Sonoma more often than most places. And I think the reason is not just because the diversity here is so amazing, but also because it's so big and there's just so many places to go. It's incredibly unpretentious and down home. And it's not just about wine. David, I love to hear this. This is music to my ears, of course. On a wine show, no less. Yeah, it's not about the wine. (laughs) It's not just about the wine in Sonoma County. And, you know, we are so large. We are a huge county, the size of Rhode Island, actually. And uh, we are only 45 minutes drive north of San Francisco. By the way, our RV is about the size of Rhode Island, so that wasn't a really good... Just kidding, no. But Sonoma County, you know, only 6% of our land is actually grown with grapes. And I think most people will be... No, get out of town. Yes. 6%. Only 6%. You you drive and that's all you see is grapes. How is that possible? Are you hiding dirt someplace? (laughs) (laughs) They, you, you see, that's why you can see that when you arrive and you see all the vineyards, there is so much left for you to discover and explore. And this is, for example, the majestic redwood trees, which are just along the Russian River, which goes... Uh, through Sonoma County. And if you follow the meandering Russian River to the the coast, yes, we do have over 55 miles of coastline. So for the people who are listening, and they're a long ways away, and I would think anybody that's a wine enthusiast would certainly know Sonoma County, but let's just say that there are people that are listening that don't. Put it in perspective in terms of the California map. We are 45-minute drive north of San Francisco. And to the west side, we have 55 miles of coastline, Pacific coastline. And to the north is Mendocino County. And to the east side is Napa Valley. So, and then below you is what county? Marin County. So that's Marin County. Mm -hmm. That's That's a very shishi place. I wouldn't say that's Shishi Place. <laughs> I would. <laughs> well. But as you mentioned at the beginning, Sonoma County is very down to earth. 
I know that a lot of people have kind of uh, maybe sometimes hesitations to come to a tasting room because they don't know what to do when they see when they have a glass of wine. Well, you know what you have to do? Try it. Zip it and swirl it around and just see if you not see, but taste if you like the taste. If you don't, spit it out. You know, wine drinking is about having fun, about enjoying. So if you don't like it, we have so many different wines to taste. Yes. And by the way, you know what? Let's let's just take a little uh, side trip here for one second. The person who goes into a tasting room and they don't want to know the minutiae, they don't care about the terroir, mm -hmm. they don't care about how the wine is made, they're just looking for a delicious wine to buy. Do you advise them to tell the person behind the counter, Absolutely. you know what, this doesn't, the speech doesn't matter too much to me because it's not going to really stick and I'd rather you save it. I want to try wines that are of this kind of uh, nature or quality and, mm -hmm. and just be honest with them? Absolutely. This is my experience is that actually most of the time the question of the host right when you enter what is your experience? What would you like to experience when you come to the tasting It's interesting room? you say that because it should be the question of the host but I go into a lot of tasting rooms and I'm not talking about here necessarily mm -hmm. but I go into a lot of tasting rooms and seldom get asked that question and I wish more people would tell the host that they don't have to go through that extra exercise because it gives the host more time to share that information with somebody who does want to know it. Exactly for that reason, the hosts usually ask first question is, what would you like to experience? How would you like your experience? How much time do you have? And this kind of like determines what you're going to taste or how intensive your tasting experience yeah. is going to be. And you know what? A lot of times, if you really want to keep it easy, you can also go in Sonoma County. A lot of wineries offer wine and food pairings. Yeah. So this is a great, I think, a great way to get to learn a little bit about the wine, but also how when you have the wine at home, what would you eat? What would you have for dinner when you have that wine? Uh, And a, yeah, I was going to say on the same uh, hand, you have uh, no shortage of wine bars that are going to have a large assortment of wines and maybe wines that are from wineries that don't have tasting rooms. That's We have several places, of course, where you can go. There are tasting rooms, for example, in one of our little towns. It's called Geyserville. There is one tasting room. It's called Locals. I think they have over... 50 different wineries, yeah. they offer tastings of the wines. So I think this is a great way actually to explore a little bit more, to, to get to know some wineries from our region without even going to the wineries. But the people who serve you the wine, they have the whole knowledge about the wineries as much as you want to hear all right, let's or as little. Let's shift gears now. First of all, what do you think of our, our mobile hotel room here? I love it. I think that's a great not, way. Not bad, yes. Yeah, great way to travel around in Sonoma County. So I think it makes tremendous sense to motor home in a county like this that's so enormous and that's so diverse because you could literally just stay in the county and you could travel every day a pretty good distance, right? Yes, and, and you have the impression that you traveled through different you destinations. You ways, yeah. Because one end of the county is completely different than the other. Very and then, true. And then going east to west, it gets very different from the coastal region very to, different. to the more inland region. You have this beautiful, you might have heard about Russian River Valley, which is oh, a yeah. huge valley. That's where we stayed last night. Growing Pinot Noirs, beautiful Pinot Noirs. And then you can go out towards the coast, and this brings you along the uh, Russian River, which is meandering towards the Pacific coast. And 
the way is that you drive through the vineyards, then you come into a foresty area and you see this majestic redwood trees. I mean, this is the oldest living trees and, and plants in the world. I mean, how can you not feel humbled when you walk through, right? I know, I know. It is, it's a, they are right next to um, a town called, an old logging town called Guerneville. Super, super cute. I mean, you have like a main street and there are... You know, very little, uh, there are little restaurants, there are little, um, one super cute bar, which is called El Barrio, the only tequila bar in Sonoma County, maybe north of San Francisco, I'm not sure. But very fun experience. And then you can continue out towards the coast. And we have a huge, long area. It's the Sonoma Coast State Park, actually. And you have several places where you can park right on the beach. And so how do you want to have a glass of beer? We have lots of breweries in Sonoma County as hey, well, by the way. this is a wine show. Stop that. I know. You but, you know, that. sometimes you... you you know, you ask the winemakers and you would need a lot of great <laughs> beer to make fantastic wine. So where do you think the beer is coming from? Of course, right here growing. This in is Sonoma coming County. from a German woman. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. We're talking, by the way, to Biggie Vaughn. She is the public relations manager for Sonoma County Tourism, which is a big job. You have offices all over the world. We do. We actually um, have offices in the UK. We have offices in Scandinavia, in Japan, in Australia. You know, we have people love Sonoma County wines all over the world. Okay, so l let's talk about the perfect Sonoma experience, whatever that might be. So for me, I'm going to tell you, mm -hmm. now it's actually raining out right now, which, by the way, it's is lovely. beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. The fall colors are unbelievable. And what's interesting is that grapevines turn different fall colors when you come this far north than if you're down in a more southerly area like where we are. They're not going to be as vibrant. And the colors in the trees and the vines is un unbelievable. So for people who think you have to go to New England for fall color, you can come to Sonoma and you can get fall color and you don't have to drink maple syrup. You can drink wine instead. The fall foliage is beautiful in Sonoma County. And that starts usually, I want to say, the end of September and go into November. But I have to let you know that once you come the first time in wintertime, in the, for example, end of January, you will be so surprised. You have the dormant wines with no leaves on it, but you have yellow mustard blooming in the, in the vineyards. And yes. then this beautiful blue sky, it is just stunning. And if you go to the tasting rooms, you know what you and what you most of the time discover. You have the winemaker himself in the tasting exactly. room. Exactly, and that's not going to be the case during high season. That's exactly true. All right, let's hold that thought for just a minute or two. We're talking to Biggie Vaughn. She's the public relations manager for Sonoma County Tourism. And believe you me, if you had to pick one wine country to spend a week or two in, this would definitely be the place. However, you could literally spend a couple of years here and not discover all the wonders of Sonoma County. However, you could definitely cover a lot more ground if you toured the region in an RV. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. He's back, and he's not alone. Your Grape Encounter continues with David Wilson and a little help from his friends. 
And we're back with Grape Encounters Radio and my guest right here in our My Way Grape Encounters Wine Chaser RV is Biggie Vaughn. She's the public relations manager for Sonoma County Tourism. And we were just talking about how cool it is to visit wine country in the fall and winter. And a few feet away from me is my partner in crime, my wife, being very quiet over there. But she and I got married five years ago in a dormant vineyard. Oh, and, and I don't think that people realize that vineyards are pretty in all of their seasonal stages. That's right. Yeah. And, and the dormant vineyards are actually very striking. And it's what way cheaper, isn't it, to come to a place like Sonoma? Absolutely. In the off season. You come here and, you know, there are so many. We have a lot of small hotels, privately owned hotels, not that many uh, hotel chains. And they have great offers in the wintertime. So there is really very enticing. You definitely have to check it out on our website. It is sonomacounty.com. We have itinerary ideas on the website as well because we know that it can oh, be a little great. bit overwhelming. Oh, you know what? I didn't notice that. I've... So how many different itineraries? The number is really big. It depends on what you want to do. If, For example, if you're looking for one day, if you're looking for several days, if you're looking for themes, for example, the girls getaway or the family escape, or if you want to um, say, I want to stay at the coast, if you want to combine it with the San Francisco city, for example, I mean, we have all different kinds of ideas on, of course, you know, beside of wine, what goes well with wine is always cheese, right? So there are lots of creameries in Sonoma County. So you can, That's for example, very, in March. Very good thing to bring up, by the way. You have some tremendous creameries we here. Do. Are and they easy to find? They and can are very, you tour those as well? They are easy to find there. We actually have a map which points out all the creameries in Sonoma County and Marin. And if you don't want to have the physical map in your hand, just go on cheesetrail.org and download an app for free, of course. And this points you out to all the creamers in our region. My wife is, she's putting it in the phone. Look at that. <laughs> right now, she's, she's doing it because... She's a cheeseaholic. I'm too. I'm She's too. a cheeseaholic. Yes. Yeah. And of course, there are cheese classes. So make sure that you look up the creamery you want to go to. And some of them offer that you can even make your own cheese. How lovely is that, right? Not only take your wine home, but also take your homemade cheese home. You make the cheese there. You make the cheese there. Well, doesn't that take time? Yes, it takes time. What but if it's like aged, you know, aged, the, you know, the, 90 days? I got to stay there for 90 days. I would say that you have to come back after the 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's my perfect day. Okay. I, I'm going to go to a great breakfast because you've got so many really quaint, beautiful cafes. And what was the name of the place? We just had breakfast at a wonderful bakery. The bakery is called Cousteau Bakery, award-winning bakery good, yes. in Healdsburg. Yes, and decorated to the nines with Christmas decorations. Really beautiful. It's actually, I think it's the largest nutcracker um, collection. collection in... The known universe. Let's exactly, say that. Right? When I don't and know, I from say... from Germany? No, Of but, course, I like nutcrackers. Of course. And, and have you ever actually used one to crack a nut? Yes, I did. When really? I grew up, I, of course, this is what we used. Oh, I thought they were just for decoration. Okay, so we go, we have a nice breakfast. I think I've already had three coffees this morning and a cappuccino. And then we, we get out in time for the opening of the tasting rooms. We do maybe two tasting rooms and then head to the Russian River, although this is not really for today because it's raining. And I want to get in a float and I just want to float down the Russian River with a bottle of wine that I purchased at one of the places. You're, you're grimacing. Am I not allowed to do that? You are not allowed to do this. What if it's just a raft? You are not allowed to use alcohol when you're going down the river. <laughs> 
All right, scratch that itinerary. <laughs> we won't be doing that. So instead, I'll just have a little. Um, I'll have a glass on the bank and make sure that I'll and then I'll blow into my breathalyzer, make sure I'm okay. Then I'll get in the raft. That's Are we right. Okay? Are we okay now? You okay? Then we'll drift down the river, get a suntan, right? Right. Come back to wherever I'm staying, get a little power nap. Mm-hmm. Go out and maybe do just a little bit more tasting. Come back, have another power nap. <laughs> Then probably do a little shopping and then go to dinner. That sounds like a lovely day. That's a good day? I would say... Maybe I put in too many naps, I think, probably. Well, I love the nap idea, actually. But make sure that the next morning when you get up, go and really visit one of our 60 regional and state parks we have. You know, I always feel like people who like to eat and drink, they really like being outdoors because they know this is refreshing. This is rejuvenating. If you start the day with a short hike or longer hike, whatever you prefer, it could be that you can go all the way up the mountains and overlooking the Pacific Ocean, or you can go through the majestic redwood trees, which is beautiful just in Armstrong Redwoods. You definitely have to do this. So that's one of the reasons why we like this idea of traveling in our, and by the way, I got to tell you the name of our vehicle. It's the My Way Grape Encounters Wine Chaser. That's what we're doing. And that's why I like this because anytime you're in a park that has RV hookups or camping or whatever, your trails are going to be right there. And and chances are a lot of those parks are going to be along a river or near a lake. How many do you have? We have over 60 regional and state parks. That's crazy. And another one I really have to I have to let you know is Jack London State Park. They just renovated the museum they have about Jack London. And in the summer months, you can see Broadway shows right under the stars. No kidding. It is in an old ruin of a winery. It is beautiful. You have real Broadway actors coming here during the summer month. They check you in. They, you can talk to them, which you probably will never get a chance to when you go to New York, to the Broadway. But here you are so close to them. And it's and these are real top-notch these players. These are real top-notch players. And wow. they do shows between June and September, as I said, in Jack London State Park. It's called Broadway Under the Stars. Beautiful shows, super fun. And then I want to put a plug in because it's not really a plug, but I want to mention that when you're in that part of the county... You want to go to our friend Jean-Charles Boisset's Buena Vista, which is right there, right? And it is the oldest commercial winery in California and the birthplace of California wine right here in Sonoma. And by the way, it took a Frenchman to restore it back to its original grandeur. But I think it was a Hungarian that actually built it. So it basically has no American (laughs) roots whatsoever. (laughs) Thanks so much. Biggie Vaughn, the uh, public relations manager. We've worked with you for a long time, but never got to see you in person for some Sonoma County Tourism, and the slogan is, life opens up. So true. This is what everybody feels when they come to Sonoma County. Like life was all closed and collapsed and shriveled and all that, and it's like putting miracle grow on your life. Very, very true. Come and visit Sonoma County. All right. Thank you so much for being with me today. By the way, if you want more information about Sonoma County Tourism, it's super simple. You just go to SonomaCounty.com. That's it. They're all about visitors here. All right, that's going to do it for this week's leg of our adventure. We'll be back next week, and I'm looking forward to taking you to the town of Eureka, California, which doesn't actually have a wine industry, but is home to an inn that boasts one of the top eight wine lists in the entire world. And you and I are going into their super secret wine cellar next week on Grape Encounters. Grape Encounters.